0: From Warren and NYC, it's EffIT, a show based on our live storytelling series where female leaders and entrepreneurs share raw and personal stories of challenges they've overcome in their careers and what they learned in the hustle to achieve success. Effit is brought to you by Warren. We're a mission-based creative agency that empowers women to lead. We produce creative work like marketing campaigns, product branding, and packaging, and build online experiences for companies like Marriott campaigns like Let's Move, led by Michelle Obama, and Shark Tank alumni companies like Piper Y and Surprise Ride. Our work is powered by women, and we believe that more women-leading companies creates a stronger economy and a more equal world for everyone.
1: And I get a phone call one day, and it's from Sheila Johnson, you know, the director of BET. And she says, listen to me. You have to say, if
0: they make you an
1: offer, don't take it.
0: And we're back! It's Effort Radio brought to you by Warren. I'm Nicole Corbett. I'm Carolyn Resch. And I'm Leela Feldmeyer. Today you're going to hear from Michelle Freeman. She's the most incredible woman you've probably never heard of. Her story is the one you'll think back to when you're going through something really tough. You'll think of her and ask yourself, what would Michelle do? To tell you a little bit about Michelle, she's the president of the Carl M. Freeman Companies, she's a partner at Monumental Sports and Entertainment and a part-owner of the Wizards, which makes her one of only 12 women owners in the NBA. She's also part-owner of the Washington Capitals. She's chairman of the board of the Joshua M. Freeman Foundation, and Elle Magazine named her one of the 10 most influential women in Washington, D.C. She's also a mother of three, and she's a recovering drug addict who has been sober for 29 years. You're about to hear Michelle's story of how she overcame the most unthinkable series of tragic events, to run a business she never planned on running and then grow it into an empire.
1: Thank you. Um, so my name is Michelle Freeman. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Nicole. And um, my titles, although they don't define me, I do like to say them very much in a while because I, I think, now, how, how do I fit all that shit into my life? <laughs> I, um, I am the chairman of a for-profit company called the Carl and Freeman Companies. It's a 70-year-old real estate company that my father-in-law started. Um, I am the chairman of a nonprofit a family foundation that gives grants uh, to the underserved in um, Maryland, Delaware, and the District of Columbia. We actually give we give grants to where our, our employees live, work, and play. I um, and that's about two to three million dollars a year. I oversee that. Um, I am uh, the president of something called the Joshua M. Freeman Foundation. That's a foundation that I started in 2007 after my husband passed away in a helicopter accident um, and left me with three children who are now 25, 12, and 14. Yeah, so you don't need need to clap because um, it was really funny when I said to Nicole, she said, you know, we want you to talk about challenges, we want you to be real. And um, what's real is right now my car is packed with stuff because I'm going to drive to Delaware tonight after I'm with you beautiful people. And I'm going to um, tell my story. The 25-year-old I had when I was 23 by myself. Um, At 26, I was on food stamps. Um, And at 30, I married my husband who happened to be, I I always say, I was my mother-in-law's single biggest nightmare. I was Catholic. He was Jewish, I was a single mother, and I worked for their company, and I'm sure she saw me coming and was like, What is this woman doing with my son? Um, But I was on food stamps at 26, and um, at 30, I was talking to women about what it was like to be on food stamps. So um, I like to think that that, um, you should also know that I'm a 28-year sober recovering dry addict and alcoholic. Um, I, again, I don't tell you to suffer applause because truly it's my story and why I say it is because had you told me or told that 26-year-old single mother on food stamps that she'd be standing in front of a group of fantastic women, telling her story, there's not a chance she would have believed you, right? So one of my things that I like to tell women is don't write your story. You don't know it, right? Don't sell yourself short. I would have never believed it, right? I would have never understood what was coming, but it does it does speak to um, what we were just talking about, which is every time I was afraid. I'm afraid now. My, my hands always shake when I'm telling my truth, when I'm being authentic. Um, but every time I step forward into something that's fearful, that I'm fearful about, I grow from. Every time I shrink back and don't do it, I regret it. So that 26 year old. Who um, was collecting her food stamps and sitting and sitting with a baby? He was three. Um, and this guy used to come in my family's restaurant and order dinner items for lunch. And I used to think, what an asshole! Um, you know, ended up being my husband. <laughs> um, and um, I just couldn't write it right, and so. Um, I also couldn't write um, that I started with this company, this real estate company, and from the time I remember, um, I always wanted to know what you were doing inside your house. Like I would drive by and I'd see the lights on, and that jazzed me. Like what are those people doing in there? And not like the stalker kind of jazz, right? But like, Honestly, like, what's going on inside that house? Which I think is a deep passion, right? My sister has that about food. She's a culinary, uh, she she graduated from the Culinary Institute of America and has two restaurants. And that's like her thing right here. But my thing was real estate, was dirt. And so I go to work for this company, um, you know, it builds Sea Colony in Delaware. And I have every job. My father-in-law would put me in the rental department. Then he would put me in you know, sales uh, you know, for somebody else. Then he would put me in management, and I hated every second. I'd say, that MFR, I have the worst language, by the way, ever, and I'm, I'm trying to curb it tonight. That MFR has moved me again, six months in this spot, now I'm in the next spot, not knowing that at 39 I would own the company, right? So, I mean, that's the other lesson. While we're in it, we have no idea. I happen to be—I happen to believe in a power greater than myself. So I, I, I truly believe that when I'm in it, I don't know why it's happening to me. And a lot of times it sucks. Um, but looking back at it, I go, "Okay, now I get it. Now I get why that happened the way it did. I didn't understand it then; it made no sense. But today it does." So. Um, one of the big things about that 26-year-old, about that 28-year-old was that I showed up for life. You know, that I never allowed either my addiction, having a baby, you know, or the multiple things that happens along the way stop me. You get out of bed, you put your feet on the floor, and you do the next thing. So I have this great marriage. I have three kids. I'm living life. i stepped away from business, right? And. Um, and I'm enjoying this kind of different thing, right? This motherhood thing. And December 14th, 2006, I get a phone call and they say, "Miss um, Freeman, there's been an accident and your husband um, perished. And at that moment, um, I think when tragedy happens, when hard things happen, you look at life and you say, who am I gonna be in this minute? And you can be this person who gives up and says, fuck it. This is too hard. This isn't fair. Life isn't fair. You know? Or you can be the person that says, I have a purpose. Don't really know what that is today, but I'm sure it's going to be revealed to me. And I'm going to get up and do the next right thing. And so I start to run the company. Um, I think what was fascinating, um, you know, we could talk about gender, we could talk about challenges, was that there were some women who came to me and said, what are you doing? Like, take the money and, and be done. And I said, but this is my life, this is my, this is what I love. These are the houses with the people living with the lights on. I want to know what they're doing. Um, and so I did. Ten years ago, I started running the company. Who knows where I'll be in five years? Um, at that same time, you know, my husband and I in 2000, um, Michael Jordan left the Wizards, Caps, and Mystics, and, um, and we came in and bought a, a piece of, this, of these teams, right? My husband could have cared less about sports. I, on the other hand, was raised outside of Philadelphia. I was a nasty hockey fan. I cursed like somebody from Broad Street. And, um, and I look out and I say, you know, now, now what happens? You know, now I'm, I have Ted Leonsis sitting next to me, all of these men partners, and I get a phone call one day, and it's from Sheila Johnson. My God, Sheila Johnson you know, the director of BET television. And she says, listen to me, you have to stay. There are 10 women in the MBA as owners. If they make you an offer, don't take it. Stay in. I want you as my partner. So, um, you know, Ted Leonsis goes back and he says, we're going to wait a year and we're going to see what happens and I'm loud and I'm like not the you know I'm I'm not noodle salad I'm more (laughs) pepperoni pizza you know and um and uh, Ted calls me into his office and he says listen I I've been thinking about this and we want you to stay if you'll stay and so now there's 12 women in the NBA including Michelle Freeman and Um, that Those sports teams have given me, um, you know, the ability to have a platform to remember what it was like to be the girl on food stamps, right? Um, and it, um, you know, every November, I would invite all of you to do what I'm about to tell you because it's an incredible opportunity. Every November, um, Covenant House, um, you can sleep outside. And you can do this in um, you know, uh, solidarity with teens, who probably, if I wasn't white, and if I wasn't, uh, didn't have the family I had, would have ended on the street, right? Um, but you can sleep outside with, uh, in solidarity with teens who are living on the street in DC. There's about 600 beds, there's about 900 kids every, every night. And I do this, and I remember what it was like um, again, uh, because I think it keeps it real for me, I think it keeps my philanthropy centered in, um, in what's going on in DC, and I think it keeps me um, green about life. Um, I want my kids to know that their story is gonna go like this. A couple uh, year and a half ago, I sat in an audience, one of the few women, Nicole said, um, I'm in the golf business, no women. I'm in the construction business, very few women. Um, Real estate business, a few more women. I'm in the sports business. Um, I'm in the um, commercial real estate business. Um, And so I'm sitting at this breakfast and it happens to be Ken Chennault, um, right? The chairman of, of American Express. And somebody says to him, what would you tell someone? And they say, he, well, what would you tell someone about their career, about life, and, he, and and I think this this was so true for me, and and maybe for you too, and Randy, um, that if you would have told me what my story was going to be, or that it you know that I thought it was going to be this way, I'm a single mother, this is the line I'm going to take, um, I would have never believed. Um, that now I'm at ISL at 49, completely different. And Ken Chenault said, my life did this, and I was open to it. You know, And, and I think that's like part of it, is just be open to it. Just step through the next thing. Whether you've been on food stamps, whether you've had a single mom experience like me, whether you, don't know what you're doing because there's many days like when they talk about imposter, the imposter stuff, I go, oh no, I'm actually the imposter. I'm really the imposter. I really don't know what the hell I'm doing right now. Um, But you ask questions, you um, take the next step. And I said tonight, you know, I can talk about a lot of this because I actually own the company and I don't have shareholders that say, oh my God, how could you have said that on stage, right? Um, but the truth of the matter is that the more you speak your truth, the more you live an authentic life, the next thing will open for you. I truly believe that as women. Um, I will say too, we are talking today, and then I don't know how I'm doing on time, but we're, we're ready to... I'm, I'm good. Um, so, I've raised two boys, I have a 25-year-old, I have a 14-year-old, and I have a 12-year-old girl. And my daughter is like this very bright girl. She's incredibly bright. She's, um, she is um, vivacious. She, she, she has it going on, right? And what's s- sad to me about us, about all of our genders, I'm sorry, gentlemen, I'm talking <laughs> to the women here, is that um, I get to be like the chick on the pirate ship a lot. I get to be with men a lot and they don't judge one another and they don't talk about each other's shoes and they don't cut one another down and they're not jealous. You know, what they really do is network and say, how can you help me get to the next place? And then they kind of pull one another along. And so what's been a little disturbing about raising this 12 year old and what I think I'd like to talk about, you know, from this point forward when I talk to people is, as women, we need to do like less judging and we need to do like more pulling one another along. You know, we need to act more like men is what we need to do. We need to be feminine and we need to be ourselves and we need to take lessons from what they do right in far as far as networking. And we need to grab one another and now, I don't really care what shoes you wear. I think they're great, it's nice, fantastic. Um, but I want to be about who you are, what you're doing, how you're changing life. You know, I'll tell you, the, the look behind the screen I'll share with you, that my life is a shit show. <laughs> right now in that area between my driver's seat and my (laughs) passenger seat, I could do, like, the bottom of a pie with all the crumbs that I have. And, like, that's my reality. Right? And I can still be a successful CEO, and I don't have to tell you that I'm perfect. And, um, you know, my spanks are aching me, and my feet hurt, and I'm still the CEO of Carl Freeman Companies, a 70-year-old real estate company started by an incredible Jewish guy that um, probably if I could have um, you know, dinner with one person, it would be him to thank him for this incredible blessed life that I get to live. Not pretty all the time, but pretty freaking cool. So um, with that, I say, um, Go be yourselves. Um, Go change the world. I think you have the power to do it. Um, And I love that um, these two women have brought you all together. So um, I wish you all the best. Thanks for having me.
0: That's our show. See you next week for the next episode of Effett Radio. If you liked it or have any questions or things you want to hear about, feel free to drop us a line at it at warren.nyc. That's F I T at W O R N .dot N Y C, and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. We would love it, and it would help other women to discover the podcast and hear these inspiring stories for themselves. And keep you up to date when the next one comes out. That's right. See you next week. F-I-T is completely free, and you can sign up on our website at W O R N .dot N Y C forward slash it Radio. That's Worn .dot N Y C forward slash FIT radio. Our show is produced by Carolyn Rush, Nicole Corbett, and Feldmeyer. With Sound recording and mixing by Nicholas F FIT may cause side effects such as quitting your job, asking for a raise, following your dreams, supporting other women, raising money, uncontrollable honesty, and extreme confidence.